0: Well, good morning. We are so glad that you've connected with us again this morning as we are coming live to you today as to open God's word and just to share. And you know, there's so many lessons that we can learn from what we're walking through right now. But I remember even as a child, seeing things and recognizing things that at the time made absolutely no sense. And then maybe it was some years later that you just kind of had this aha moment and you understood what it was about or you understood what you used to didn't understand as a child. I remember I grew up in the North Hall community and so Highway 129 and if you lived in the North Hall community, you knew it as Cleveland Highway and I remember where it was close to my house where I grew up as a kid and it was, there was a yard that was very close to the state patrol's office there on, on Cleveland Highway and, and I remember even as a young child driving by that yard and usually it was about this time, the spring of the year, and this man's yard was just absolutely gorgeous, just beautiful. Um, his, his grass looked cleaner than the carpet in our home because it was just perfectly manicured and it was just a lush green yard. But I remember it was one spring that we came by his house and, and I remember even as a kid, I felt so sorry for this man because as we drove by and we kept getting closer to his house, I was noticing smoke and I just couldn't believe it, and this, this man's entire yard had caught fire, and it had absolutely destroyed what I thought was so beautiful, and it was gone, just like that. The, the, the fire just burned it up. And so I, I felt so sorry, even as a little boy, I was like, man, that poor fellow, he kept so good care of his yard, and now it's just all been destroyed, Until the next year, I remember, this is when everything really got confusing for me. Just one year later, almost to the date probably, I remember coming by that very same yard and I noticed the homeowner was out in his front yard with a cigarette lighter. And he was walking throughout his yard and he was setting his own yard on fire. And I remember as a kid going, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Man, I felt so sorry for that guy last year because I thought his yard caught on fire. I thought somebody had, had slung a, a cigarette out the window and it had torched his yard. But here I've caught the guy red-handed the very next year catching his own yard on fire. And so as a kid, that made no sense until I began to, to grow up and begin to mature and, and understand what, the, what was actually taking place. And what was actually taking place, I realized that what this man was doing is what actually led his yard to being beautiful. It's what actually led his yard to be one of the most beautiful yards on Cleveland Highway. And what is awesome about how God teaches and how God um, speaks to us is when I was reading in the scriptures this week in 1 Corinthians chapter three, God took me back to this memory God took me back to this aha moment as a child of watching this man catch his own yard on fire and trying to figure out why he was doing that. But what I found out is that's exactly what God is teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And so I want to take a time out right quick before we jump into the scripture today just to encourage you. Maybe this is your first time today connecting with us online or, or maybe you've kind of gotten slack or gotten lackadaisical. Um, our church family has came together and what we're doing right now is we're reading through 1 Corinthians together. And you say, well, man, that's just so overwhelming. That whole book, that's just a big book. Look, we read one chapter a week. Okay, you heard me say a while ago that I went to North Hall. So look, reading was used to not be part of my priority list. But when we read one chapter a week, we've got it broken down. You can go on our website and there's the reading plan. You just read several verses a day. And then when we get together on Sundays, we will be preaching from what you've been reading through the entire week. And so what this has done is this has allowed us as a church family to stay connected through God's word. And so this week, we're in chapter three. The two weeks leading up to this, we've been through 1 Corinthians chapter one and chapter two. And what we've heard over the last couple of weeks in these readings is when Paul's addressing the church at Corinth, what he's telling them is he said, look, you've gotta make it about nothing but Jesus Christ. If you remember in 1 Corinthians chapter one, in the first 10 verses, he mentions the name of Jesus at least one time in every verse. And then as we shared last week on Resurrection Day on Easter Sunday, we looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where Paul said, I have determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. So what Paul has done in these first two chapters is he's laid the foundation and that foundation is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And so what I found in in chapter three is it's now, the foundation has been laid, and Paul even says that in that chapter, but what he's gonna talk about this week is what are we putting on that foundation? What materials are we building with? And, And Paul uses two picture words, I guess you could say, or analogies here to help us better understand that. He's gonna use an analogy of agriculture, And then he's also going to use an analogy of construction or architecture, if you would. Um, You remember, I think it was in chapter one, where Paul had, he was addressing the church. And if you remember, the church at Corinth had made it about Paul. They had made it about Apollos. They had made it about Cephas or Peter. And they had been beginning to rally around these three guys and, and put them up on a pedestal. And begin to be prideful on who they followed. And remember that Paul said, look, it's not about any of those men. It's not about me. It's not about anybody but Christ. And these men have been pointing you to Christ. And how is it that you can put them on a pedestal? But Paul goes right back to that today in chapter 3. Because look at what he says. This is not where we're going to be reading from for the most part. But in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians verse 6, look what Paul says. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. And so here he's saying, look, what's going on in the church, what is taking place in the church? Yes, we all have a role. We all have jobs in the kingdom of God, but the only one that's gonna bring forth the growth is an almighty God. That's it. We can't, as individuals, get credit for any of that. And so we see that he's using agriculture to again help us understand that it's all about Christ, that it's all about God and what God is doing. But today we're gonna be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter three, verses nine through 15. And we are gonna read all these verses right quick, nine through 15. So if you've got your Bible, I want you to open it up right now and, and flip to those verses. And I want you to follow through with me. If you don't have them, they're gonna be on the bottom of your screen so you can read them there. But look what Paul says in verse nine. He says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And he says, notice the word we. He's talking about himself. He's talking about Apollos. He's talking about Cephas. But he's also talking about all of the believers. He says that we're all fellow workers. We all have a job in the kingdom of God. But now let's keep going in verse 10. According to the grace of God, which, which I was, was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it, but each man must be careful. I want you to underline or circle, be careful, or maybe some of your Bibles say beware or whatever the wordage is that's in your version, but then it goes on, it says, how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ." Now, if any man builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it will be revealed with fire. The fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. And if any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through the fire. You know, as we said just a minute ago, Paul and Apollos and Cephas, they, they, they all had a job. He was including all of the believers to let us know that we all have a role in building the kingdom of God, as building his church. So, so we as the church, we as the body of Christ, what we must do is we must be sensitive to what God is teaching, what Paul is teaching. And I love how he says, what we've gotta do is he says, give, he gives us a warning. He says, be careful. He says, be careful what you build with. Be careful with what materials you are using. And when you look at the word be careful there, it translates, um, another way we can relate to it is that word beware. And you know, in that, I think when I always think of the word beware, I always think beware of a dog. Meaning what that tells us is to say, you better be alert because there's something going on around you. And basically what we are called to do when we read that word beware of dog is we need to proceed with caution. We need to proceed with caution. And so what Paul is wanting us to understand to be careful is that we need to proceed with caution when we're building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, meaning that we've gotta be sensitive to the Spirit of God and how the Spirit of God is directing us. Too often times the church or we as individual followers of Christ, what we do is we will make our own plans, we will make our own agenda and then we will ask God to come along with us. When truthfully, if we are sold out followers of Christ, a follower of Christ is following the lead of someone else. And so we as followers of Christ are following his lead, which means where he's leading us, he's already gone. And so where we miss it, church, is a lot of times when we make all these plans, when we make all these agendas, when we have all of these things put in place, and we ask God to come and join us. When what we need to understand is that as followers of Christ, we are following him in the work that he has already began. But what we must do is we must discern where he's leading us. We must be seeking knowledge. We must be seeking direction from him. Now, here's what I want you to keep in mind as we we continue to talk about that is Paul is addressing the building of the church, the the big C church. He's addressing the church at Corinth here. But I think we can also, what we need to do is apply this principle to our own life. Because he goes in and he talks about six different materials that are going to be built, or built with, or being used to build. And I think what I want us to understand, and what the Spirit of God led me to think about this week, to pray on this week, is to examine my own life through the lenses of what Paul is teaching. What am I using, what materials am I using to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ? And the reason that's important is I read a quote and and it really spoke to me. It says this, what materials that we are using in our own lives are the materials that will be built in the local church. So while Paul is addressing the local church, I want us to all examine our heart through the lenses of what Paul is teaching because you as an individual Christ follower are who makes up the local church. We are who makes up the big C church. So the same principle applies to both. But as he's talking about these six materials, what I love about it is these six materials can be divided into two categories. And you have a category over here that these materials will last but then you have a category over here where these materials will not last. They won't stand the test of time. And so Paul is so relevant to the culture and to the people that he's teaching. This is why he continues to talk about architecture or construction because as Paul would travel through the Roman empire, he would notice that there were two type of structures built. He would notice a structure that was built using gold, silver, or precious stones. And what he could automatically know about that structure is that that structure, that building, that was built to last. That was built to stand the test of time. That was built to survive the storms. That was built to survive the rain. That was built to survive the wind. But ultimately, what he's gonna talk about is That structure was built to withstand a fire. But then there's the other category right beside. A lot of times that you would have this structure, this gorgeous structure built with gold and silver and precious stones, but then right beside it would would be another structure that may just be the same size. Sometimes it may even be larger than what the, the precious stone object would be, but it would be built with wood. It would be built with hay or it would be built with straw. Some of your Bibles may say stubble. But what Paul could recognize by that structure is that it would not last. It would not stand the test of time. It would not be able to survive the rain. It would not be able to survive the wind. It would not be able to survive a storm, but ultimately it would not be able to survive the fire. But you know what I love about Paul is he just gets right in our face and he's asking the church at Corinth, what materials are you using to build the church? What materials are you using to build the church? Because he talks about, it's very, very important what we're building with, because look at what he talks about in verse 13 that we've already read. Each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it will be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. So here's the truth. When tough seasons come, when tough times come to us as believers, when tough times come at the church, this is the time in which what materials we have been using will be exposed. This is when the fire is going to show up and it is going to expose what materials that we have been building with. And so in light of of COVID-19, we look at COVID-19 as this is the fire. This is the test that is going to show us what the church has truly been using to build itself up. And so that's the question that I've, I've prayed about this week. And it's, it's, it's interesting how God kind of layers all of this or he spoke, that's what he spoke with me this week in my study with him is, what is the world seeing right now from the big C church? What is the world seeing right now as the church is walking through this fire? What is being exposed? What materials are being exposed that we've been building with? But then let's, let's even break it down a step further. For Chestnut Mountain Church, what is our community seeing? What is being revealed about us as a local congregation, as a local church in the middle of this fire? What is being exposed? Are we paralyzed or we continue doing the mission in which God has set before us? But then let's even peel back another layer to you this morning as an individual, as a follower of Christ. What is your church family seeing exposed about you right now in the midst of this fire? Because the truth is, is you are the one that makes up the local church and the local church is the one that makes up the global church. So what's being exposed has to start with us as individuals. And the question is, is have we been building? Have we been using the materials that God has given us, the gold, the silver, and the precious stones to build on? Because what we know is that the gold, silver, and the precious stones, what this represents is the truth of God's word. The gold, the silver, the precious stone is what we use to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ because at the end of the day, the only thing that is going to stand is the truth of God's word. And so as an individual today, have you been building the materials that you are using? Is it the truth of God's word? Because you know, you can say that it is. You can say that, yes, I'm doing this, but here's what I know. According to this passage of scripture, what you're building with is going to be exposed. What you're building with, the materials that you are using is going to be exposed And it's going to show by the way that we respond in the midst of this fire. And here's the truth. If we are faithfully building with the material of the truth of God's word, then we as the church, we as believers, we're gonna continue to praise through this fire. We're gonna continue to grow through this fire. We're gonna continue following Christ through this fire. But even more importantly, we as the church are gonna be shaped in the midst of this fire. Because if we are built with gold, with silver, with precious stone, is if we are using the truth of God's word, fire will not harm this truth. Fire will not harm these materials And in actual, what's happening is this fire is actually purifying these materials. This fire is actually purifying our lives as followers of Christ. And here's the beauty and the victory of who God is. Through this fire, what's going to happen to the church is the church is gonna be made stronger. The church is gonna be made victorious because we are building on the truth of God's word. And in the midst of this fire, he is shaping us. He is purifying us. He is making us more valuable. But then on the other hand, you have the other materials. You have the other materials that Paul talks about. And he says that it's made of wood or it's made of hay or it's, Made of straw. You know, in the beginning, these structures sometimes were very impressive. They took up a lot of real estate. They took up a lot of square footage. They may have been impressive up front. They may have had a season of victory, but when the fire comes, what happens is what used to look good is destroyed. It is being burned away. Very much like the man in his yard. You know, there's no doubt in my mind, that's exactly what God is using COVID-19 right now to do to the church and do for the church. It's just like the man in his yard, just like the man on Cleveland Highway. This owner would burn his yard up to a place where it would destroy everything that hindered the growth. Everything that hindered the growth in his yard, he would set fire to it. And what it would do is it would burn all that away. It burned all the clippings away that were suffocating it from last year. It burned all of the weeds away that didn't belong in that yard. And there's no doubt in my mind, church, that this is exactly what God is doing in his church He is burning away all of the clippings that suffocated it. He's burning away all of the programs. He's burning away all of the strategies that we thought used to work because in in some senses, what it's become doing is it's suffocating the church. It's suffocating and not allowing God to do the work that God wants to do. And so what's happening is God is burning away our old way of thinking. God is using this fire to purify the church. He's bringing the church back to a place where we are, have no choice but to be built on and using the materials that come from the Word of God. And church, here's what I've become convicted of as a pastor today, is that what we as leaders in the church have gotta do is we've gotta stop reading articles We've got to stop reading all of the methods of how to grow our church. And what we've got to do is we've got to get back to the truth of God's word and asking God's voice, asking God's Holy Spirit to direct us. We've gotta quit playing these copy and paste games of seeing what some church is doing on the other side of the country, that it's working for them, so I'm gonna copy it and I'm gonna paste it here in this community of Chestnut Mountain Church, when truthfully, if it's not led by the Spirit of God, what's gonna happen in the midst of a fire is it is gonna be destroyed. It is gonna be of no value. Now don't get me wrong, understand that that there's people a lot smarter than me that have put strategies together, that have put programs together. And if that is the direction that God leads us as a church here at Chestnut Mountain, then guess what, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do what the Spirit of God is leading us to do. But church, what we've gotta do is burn this, these thoughts away that we're just looking at programs, that we're just looking at this and we're just adopting these methods and saying, come on, God, join us because I believe this is gonna work. When truthfully, if we're following the direction of the Holy Spirit, he's leading us to where he wants us to go. He's leading us to the programs he wants us to implement. He's leading us to the teachings that he wants us to teach. And you know, Paul and and God's desire both is to see the church flourish. God's desire is to see his bride flourish. But church, if we really wanna see this happen, what we've gotta do beginning today is we've gotta surrender to the fire. We've gotta surrender to this fire. And guess where it starts? It starts with me, and it starts with you. We've gotta surrender to the fire that we're in. And you say, well, Brian, what does that mean to surrender to the fire? What we've gotta begin to beg God do in each and every one of our individual lives is burn away anything that is not building up the church. Burn away anything that is not building up the kingdom. And I know what you're thinking right now. You're like, Brian, I'm not in ministry. I'm not on a church staff. I don't teach a small group. I don't have a ministry platform. That's where you're wrong. Look to your right and to your left right now. You probably have a wife, you probably have a husband, you probably have a child sitting right there in your present, guess what? That's your ministry. That's your ministry. And the question is, is what in your individual life does God need to burn away that you're using the wrong materials to try to build that family. You're using the wrong materials to try to to strengthen your marriage. You're using the wrong materials to try to train up your child. When truthfully, the only thing, the only direction that we need is the truth of God's Word. We need God's Word. We've gotta have God's Word. So begin to ask God today, God, what addiction do I have that needs to be burned away? What attitude or what mindset do I have today, God, that needs to be burnt away? What actions in my life, God, need to be removed? God, please expose those. And in the midst of this fire of COVID-19, God, please speak to me, please reveal these to me. But then what I'm gonna ask you to do as a church family member today is, I want you to pray that God would burn away anything in the life of Chestnut Mountain Church that is not building up the kingdom of God. I don't want us to ever be a church. I don't want us to ever be a team that gets married to religion or gets married to programs. But what I want us to do is be sensitive to the speaking of God's voice, listening to what God is directing, listening to what God is teaching. And then on the bigger scale, what I would ask you to do is begin to just beg God, God, burn away what is hindering the growth of the big C church, of the global church. And here's what I know, here's what I'm excited about because I know this season, it's so easy to walk around and be so doom and gloom and and walk around with our heads down. But but I've, I've taken the words of Paul this week and you know what? I've determined that we're gonna find victory in this season. We're gonna focus on what God is doing and not what we can't do. We're gonna focus on the work and the fire that God is using to make his church grow. Because here's what I know, when everything begins to wind down, when COVID-19 begins to become a distant memory, what we're gonna see is we're gonna see new growth coming. We're gonna see growth like we've never seen before. But church, so what we've gotta do right now is we've gotta make up our mind that we're gonna be thankful for the fire. And I know you may be saying, Brian, that is an impossibility to pray. It is not if we die to ourselves. And we ask God to go to work in our lives, to go to work in our church, to go to work in our homes. But if we don't have this mindset, church, this fire is gonna be for nothing. So don't let this fire be for nothing. But here's where the victory is. And this is where I love how Paul ends this. You know, in verses 14 and 15, Paul ends it with this. And he says, If any man's work, which he has built on it, remains, he will receive a reward. But if any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through the fire. You see, here's the beauty of the foundation being built on Jesus Christ. No matter what we're walking through, no matter what God is exposing in this fire, maybe you're realizing, hey, you know what? I've been building my life. I've been building my family on the truth of God's word. Then praise God. It says that you will receive your reward. But then on the other side, there's some of us that have not. There's areas of my life that I've realized, you know what, I've been using the wrong materials, but here's where the victory comes from. When those materials are burned away, guess what? The foundation never changes. Jesus Christ is always the same. And so what he does is he takes us back to that foundation and guess what? He is the God of second chances. He's the God of third chances, the God of fourth chances. And so now we can go back to the basics of using the right materials to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And so church, let's repent. Let's say, God, I'm sorry that I've used the wrong materials, but God, thank you that in this season, you're exposing in my life, the wrong materials that I've been using. And so God, this morning, we do thank you for that. Lord, we praise you for this fire. And God, we are asking you to purify us in this fire. God, the church is being made stronger. The church is being made more beautiful in the midst of this fire, because what we're finding is that some of our things are being burned away, but at the end of the day, the foundation is being exposed and the foundation is always gonna be you. And so we celebrate that today. And God, we love you and we praise your name. And we ask all of this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen.